0: Come have a seat in the Skald Circle, and hear the tale of the death of Koschei the Deathless, as told by Casimir. Before we begin our tale, we'd like to remind you that we release new stories for free weekly on Wednesdays on our website, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, Podbean, and more. Visit www.theskaldcircle.com for more information. Now then, this begins the tale of the death of Koschei the Deathless. In a certain kingdom there lived a Prince Ivan. He had three sisters. The first was Princess Maria, the second Princess Ulga, and the third was Princess Anna. When their father and mother lay at the point of death, they had thus enjoined their son. Give your sisters in marriage to the very first suitors who come to woo them. Don't go keeping them by you. They died, and the prince buried them. And then, to solace his grief, he went with his sisters into the green garden to stroll. Suddenly, the sky was covered by a black cloud. A terrible storm arose. Let us go home, sisters, he cried. Hardly had they got into the palace when the thunder pealed and the ceiling split open, and into the room where they came flying a falcon bright. The falcon smote upon the ground and became a brave youth and said, Hail, Prince Ivan! Before I came as a guest, but now I have come as a wooer. I wish to propose for your sister, the Princess Maria. If you find favor in the eye of my sister, I will not interfere with her wishes. Let her marry you, in God's name. Princess Maria gave her consent, and the falcon married her and bore her away into his own realm. Days follow days. Hours chase hours. A whole year goes by. One day Prince Ivan and his two sisters went out to stroll in the green garden. Again there arose a storm cloud, with whirlwind and lightning. Let's go home, sisters, cries Prince Ivan. Scarcely had they entered the palace when the thunder crashed, the roof burst into a blaze, and the ceiling split in twain, and in flew an eagle. The eagle smote upon the ground and became a brave youth. Hail Prince Ivan! Before I came as a guest, but now I have come as a war. And he asked for the hand of Princess Ulga. Prince Ivan replied, If you find favor in the eyes of Princess Ulga, then let her marry you. I will not interfere with her liberty of choice. Princess Olga gave her consent and married the eagle. The eagle took her and carried her off to his own kingdom. Another year went by. Prince Ivan said to his youngest sister, Let's go out and stroll in the green garden. They strolled about for a time. Again there arose a storm cloud, with whirlwind and lightning. Let us return home, sister, said he. They returned home, but they hadn't had time to sit down when the thunder crashed, and the ceiling split open, and in flew a raven. The raven smote upon the ground and became a brave youth. The former youths had been handsome, but this one was handsomer still. Well, Prince Ivan, before I came as a guest, But now I have come as a wooer. Give me Princess Anna to wife. I won't interfere with my sister's freedom. If you gain her affections, let her marry you. So Princess Anna married the raven, and he bore her away into his own realm. Prince Ivan was left alone. A whole year he lived without his sisters. Then he grew weary and said, I will set out in search of my sisters. He got ready for the journey. He rode and rode, and one day he saw a whole army lying dead on the plain. He cried aloud, If there be any living man there, let him make answer! Who has slain this mighty host? There replied unto him a living man, All this mighty host has been slain by the fair Princess Morevna. Prince Ivan rode further on, and came to a white tent and forth came to meet him the fair Princess Morevna. "'Hail, Prince,' says she. "'Whither does God send you? And is it of your free will or against your will?' Prince Ivan replied, "'Not against their will do brave youths ride. "'Well, if your business be not pressing, tarry a while in my tent.' Thereat was Prince Ivan glad. He spent two nights in the tent, and found favor in the eyes of Princess Morevna. She married him. The fair Princess Marevna carried him off into her own realm. They spent some time together, and then the princess took it into her head to go a-warring. So she handed over all the housekeeping affairs to Prince Ivan, and gave him these instructions. Go about everywhere. Keep watch over everything. Only do not venture to look into that closet there. He couldn't help doing so. The moment Princess Marevna had gone, he rushed to the closet, pulled open the door, and looked in. There hung Koschei the Deathless, fettered by twelve chains. Then Koschei entreated Prince Ivan, saying, Have pity upon me and give me to drink. Ten years long have I been here in torment. Neither eating nor drinking, my throat is utterly dried up. The prince gave him a bucketful of water. He drank it up and asked for more, saying, A single bucket will not quench my thirst. Give me more. The prince gave him a second bucketful. Koschei drank it up and asked for a third. And when he had swallowed the third bucketful, he regained his strength, gave the chains a shake, and broke all twelve at once. Thank you, Prince Ivan, cried Koschei the Deathless. Now you will sooner see your own ears than Princess Morevna and out of the window he flew in the shape of a terrible whirlwind, and he came up with the fair Princess morevna as she was going her way, laid hold of her, and carried her off home with him. But Prince Ivan wept full sore, and he arrayed himself and set out a-wandering, saying to himself, Whatever happens, I will go and look for Princess morevna One day passed, and another day passed and at the dawn of the third day he saw a wondrous palace. And by the side of the palace stood an oak, and on the oak sat a falcon bright. Down flew the falcon from the oak and smote upon the ground, and turned into a brave youth and cried aloud, Ah, dear brother-in-law, how deals the lord with you? Out came running Princess Maria, joyfully greeted her brother Ivan, and began inquiring about his health telling him all about herself. The prince spent three days with them. Then he said, I cannot abide with you. I must go in search of my wife, the fair Princess Marevna. Hard will it be for you to find her, answered the falcon. At all events, leave us with your silver spoon. We will look at it and remember you. So Prince Ivan left his silver spoon at the falcons and went on his way. On he went one day, and on he went another day. And by the dawn of the third day, he saw a palace still grander than the former one. And hard by the palace stood an oak. And on the oak sat an eagle. Down flew the eagle from the oak and smote upon the ground and turned into a brave youth and cried aloud, Rise up, Princess Olga. Hither comes our brother dear. The Princess Olga immediately ran to meet him and began kissing him and embracing him, asking after his health and telling him all about herself. With them, Prince Ivan stopped three days, and then he said, I cannot stay here any longer. I'm going to go look for my wife, the fair Princess Morevna. Hard will it be for you to find her, replied the eagle. Leave us your silver fork, and we will look at it and remember you. He left the silver fork behind and went his way. He traveled one day, he traveled two days, and at daybreak on the third day he saw a palace grander than the first two, and near the palace stood an oak, and on the oak sat a raven. Down flew the raven from the oak, smote upon the ground, and turned into a brave youth, and cried aloud, Princess Anna, come forth quickly! Our brother is coming! Out ran the princess Anna, greeted him joyfully, and began kissing and embracing him, asking after his health and telling him all about herself. Prince Ivan stayed with them three days, and then said, Farewell, I am going to go look for my wife, the fair Princess Marevna. Hard will it be for you to find her, replied the raven. Anyhow, leave your silver snuffbox with us. We will look at it and remember you. The prince handed over his silver snuffbox, took his leave and went away. One day he went, another day he went, and on the third day he came to where Princess Marevna was. She caught sight of her love, flung her arms round his neck, burst into tears and exclaimed, Oh, Prince Ivan, why did you disobey me and go looking into the closet, letting out Koshe the Deathless? Forgive me, Princess Morevna. Remember not the past. Much better fly with me while Koshe is out of sight. Perhaps he won't catch us. So they got ready and fled. Now Koshe was out hunting. Towards evening he was returning home when his good steed stumbled beneath him. Why stumblest thou, Sari Jade? Sentest thou some ill? The steed replied. Prince Ivan has come, and carried off Princess Morevna. Is it possible to catch them? It is possible to sow wheat, to wait till it grows, to reap it and thresh it, to grind it to flour, to make five pies of it, to eat those pies, and then to start in pursuit, even then there will be time. Kosha galloped off, and caught Prince Ivan. Now, says he, this time I will forgive you, in return for your kindness in giving me water to drink. A second time I will forgive you, but the third time beware. I will cut you to bits. Then he took Princess Merevna from him and carried her off. But Prince Ivan sat down on a stone and burst into tears. He wept and wept, and then returned back again to Princess Merevna. Now Koschei happened not to be at home. Let us fly, Princess Murevna. But, Prince Ivan, he will catch us. Suppose he does catch us. At all events, we shall have spent an hour or two together. So they got ready and fled. As Koschei was returning home, his good steed stumbled beneath him. Why stumblest thou, sorry Jade? Sentest thou ill? Prince Ivan is come and carried off, Princess Murevna. Is it possible to catch them? It is possible to sow barley, to wait till it grows up, to reap and thresh it, to brew beer, to drink ourselves drunk on it, to sleep our fill and then set off in pursuit, and yet still to be in time. Kosha galloped off and caught Prince Ivan. Didn't I tell you that you should not see Princess Morevna any more than your own ears? And then he took her away and carried her off home with him. Prince Ivan was left there alone. He wept and wept, and then he went back again after Princess Murevna. Koschei happened to be away from home at the moment. Let us fly, Princess Murevna. Ah, Prince Ivan, he is sure to catch us and hew you into pieces. Let him hew away. I cannot live without you. So they got ready and fled. Koschei the Deathless was returning home when his good steed stumbled beneath him. Why stumblest thou, Sari Jade? Sentest thou any ill? Prince Ivan has come and carried off Princess Marevna Kosha galloped off, caught Prince Ivan, chopped him into little pieces, put them into a barrel, smeared it with pitch and bound it with iron hoops and flung it into the Blue Sea. But Princess Marevna he carried off home. At that very time, the silver pieces turned black, which Prince Ivan had left with his brothers-in-law. Ah, they said, the evil is accomplished, sure enough. Then the eagle hurried to the blue sea, caught hold of the barrel, and dragged it ashore. The falcon flew away for the waters of life, and the raven for the waters of death. Afterwards they all met, broke open the barrel, took out the remains of Prince Ivan, washed them, and put them together in fitting order. The raven sprinkled them with the waters of death. The pieces joined together, the body became whole. The falcon sprinkled it with the waters of life. Prince Ivan shuddered and stood up and said, Ah, what a time I've been sleeping. You'd have gone on sleeping a good deal longer if it hadn't been for us, replied his brothers-in-law. Now, come and pay us a visit. Not so, brothers. I shall go and look for Princess Murevna. And when he found her, he said to her, Find out from Koshe the Deathless whence he got so good a steed. So, Princess Murevna chose a favorable moment and began asking Koshe about it. He replied, Beyond thrice nine lands, in the Thirteenth Kingdom, on the other side of the fiery river, there lives Baba Yaga. She has so good a mare that she flies right around the world on it every day. She has many other splendid mares. I watched her herd for three days without losing a single mare, and in return for that, The Baba Yaga gave me a foal. And how did you get across the fiery river? Why, I have a handkerchief of this kind. When I wave it thrice on the right hand, there springs a very lofty bridge and the fire cannot reach up. Princess Merevna listened to all of this and repeated it to Prince Ivan. She carried off the handkerchief and gave it to him. So he managed to get across the fiery river and then went on to Baba Yagas. Long he went on without getting anything to eat or drink. At last he came across an outlandish bird and its young ones. Prince Ivan said, I'll eat one of these chickens. Don't eat it, Prince Ivan, begged the outlandish bird. Sometime or other I'll do you a good turn. He went on further and saw a hive of bees in the forest. I'll get a bit of honeycomb, says he. Don't disturb my honey, Prince Ivan, exclaims the queen bee. Sometime or other, I'll do you a good turn. So he didn't disturb it and went on. Presently there, he met a lioness and her cup. "Eh, Anyhow, I'll eat this lion cup, says he. I'm so hungry, I feel quite unwell. Leave us alone, Prince Ivan, begs the lioness. Sometime or the other, I'll do you a good turn. Very well, have it your own way, says he. Hungry and faint, he wandered on, walked farther and farther, and at last came to where stood the house of the Baba Yaga. Round the house were set twelve poles in a circle, and on eleven of those poles was stuck a human head. The twelfth alone remained unoccupied. Hail, Granny! Hail, Prince Ivan! Wherefore have you come? Is it of your own accord or on compulsion? I have come to earn from you a heroic steed. So be it, Prince Ivan. You won't have to serve a year with me but just three days. If you take good care of my mares, I'll give you a heroic steed. But if you don't, why then you mustn't be annoyed at finding your head stuck on the top of the last pole there? Prince Ivan agreed to these terms. The Baba Yaga gave him food and drink and bade him set about his business. But the moment he had driven the mares afield, they cocked up their tails, and away they tore across the meadows in all directions. Before the prince had time to look around, they were all out of sight. Thereupon he began to weep and to disquiet himself, and then he sat upon the stone and went to sleep. But when the sun was near, its setting, the outlandish bird came flying up to him and awakened him, saying, Arise, Prince Ivan! The mares were at home now. The prince arose and returned home. There, the babiaga was storming and raging at her mares and shrieking. Whatever did you come home for? How could we help coming home, said they. There came flying birds from every part of the world and all but pecking out our eyes. Well, well, tomorrow don't go galloping over the meadows, but disperse amid the thick forests. Prince Ivan slept all night. In the morning, the Baba said to him, Mind, prince, if you don't take good care of the mares, if you lose merely one of them, your bald head will be stuck on that pole. He drove the mares afield. Immediately they cocked up their tails and dispersed among the thick forests. Again did the prince sit down on the stone, weep and weep, and then go to sleep. The sun went down behind the forest. Up came running the lioness. Arise, prince Ivan. The mares are all collected. Prince Ivan arose and went home. More than ever did Baba Yaga storm at her mares and shriek, Whatever did you come home for? How could we help? How could we help coming back? The beasts of prey came running at us from all parts of the world, and all but tore us to pieces. Well, tomorrow run off into the blue sea. Again did Prince Ivan sleep through the night. Next morning, the Baba Yaga set him forth to watch the mares. If you don't take good care of them, says she, your bald head will be stuck upon dead pole. He drove the mares to fields. Immediately, they cocked up their tails, disappeared from sight, and fled into the blue sea. There they stood, up to their necks in water. Prince Ivan sat down on the stone and wept and fell asleep. But when the sun had set behind the forest, up came flying a bee, and said, Arise, Prince Ivan, the mares are all collected, but when you get home, don't let the Babayaga set eyes on you. But go into the stable and hide behind the mangers. There you will find a sorry colt rolling in the muck. Do steal it, and the dead of night ride away from the house. Prince Ivan arose, slipped into the stable, and lay down behind the mangers. While well, the Baba Yaga was storming away at her mares and shrieking, Why did you come back? How could we help coming back? There came flying bees in countless numbers from all parts of the world and began stinging us on all sides till the blood came. The Baba Yaga went to sleep. In the dead of night, Prince Ivan stole the sorry colt, saddled it, and jumped on its back, and galloped away to the fiery river. When he came to that river, he waved the handkerchief three times on the right. And suddenly, springing goodness knows whence, there hung across the river, high in the air, a splendid bridge. The prince rode across the bridge and waved the handkerchief twice only on the left hand. There remained across the river a thin, ever so thin bridge. When the Baba Yaga got up in the morning, the sorry colt was not to be seen. Off she set in pursuit. At full speed did she fly in her iron mortar, urging it on with the pestle sweeping away her traces with the broom. She dashed up to the fiery river, gave a glance, and said, Ah, a capital bridge! She drove onto the bridge, but had only got halfway when the bridge broke in two, and the Baba Yaga went to flop into the river. There truly did she meet with a cruel death. Prince Ivan fattened up the colt with the green meadows, and it turned into a wondrous steed. When he rode to where Princess Marevna was, she came running out and flung herself on his neck, crying. By what means has God brought you back to life? Thus and thus, says he. Now come along with me. I am afraid, Prince Ivan. If Koshe catches us, you will be cut in pieces again. No, he won't catch us. I have a splendid heroic steed now. It flies just like a bird. So they got on his back and rode away. Koshe the Deathless was returning home when his horse stumbled beneath him. "'What art thou stumbling for, sorry jade? Dost thou send any ill? Prince Ivan has come and carried off Princess Marevna. Can we catch them? God knows! Prince Ivan has a horse now which is better than I.' "'Well, I can't stand it,' said Koshe. "'I will pursue.' After a time he came up with Prince Ivan lighted on the ground, and was going to chop him up with his sharp sword." But at that moment, Prince Ivan's horse smote Koshe, full swing with his hoof, and cracked his skull. And the prince made an end of him with a club. Afterwards, the prince heaped up a pile of wood and set fire to it, burnt Koshe the deathless on the pyre, and scattered his ashes to the wind. Then Princess Marevna mounted Koshe's horse, and Prince Ivan got on his own, and they rode away to visit first the raven, then the eagle, and then the falcon. Wherever they went, they were met with a joyful greeting. Ah, Prince Ivan! Why, we never expected to see you again! Well, it wasn't for nothing that you gave yourself so much trouble. Such a beauty as Princess Murevna, one might search for all the world over, and never find one like her. And so they visited and feasted, and afterwards they went off to their own realm. And that is the tale of the death of Koschei the Deathless. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, please take a look at our Patreon page to learn how you can earn great rewards while also supporting us. A special thank you to Kat for the support this month. It means the world to us. Remember, we release new tales for free weekly on Wednesdays. Find out where you can hear them on our website at com. Once again, thank you for listening to our story.